Friendly, mom approved. What is your healing power? Helping veterans with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, depression, anxiety, or loneliness? Is your healing power a simple, heartfelt letter or being a volunteer? At HealVets.org, you can find out more about the healing power of pen pals, volunteers, and therapy kits. Help Heal Veterans has been helping veterans heal. What is your healing power? Find out at HealVets.org. Sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. WKJG, 1380 AM, 100.9 FM. The Fan, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Listen live at 1380thefan.com. This is a presentation of Fort Wayne High School Sports on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Hoopy Insurance Services High School Coaches Show. Hoopy Insurance, our family serving your family for over 40 years. Here's your host, Justin Kenny. Welcome in, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Insurance Services. I am Justin Kenny here on a Thursday evening. Thanks for tuning in. A lot to talk about here over the next hour. We have girls state finals basketball. We have sectional boys basketball to talk about with the postseason on the boys, boys side starting tomorrow. We're also going to talk a little football as well over the next hour. So just a few seconds, we'll be joined by Bryce Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net. We'll talk about Fairfield and their appearance, first ever appearance in the state championship coming up this Saturday against Corey Don Central down in Indianapolis. We'll also talk about the final weekend of boys basketball, regular season, and then the sectionals starting off next week to kick off the playoffs on the boys' side. Bottom of the hour, we'll talk to Zach Baber, the new Central Noble head football coach. We'll talk to Coach about his plans for the Cougs. And then about 6.45, we'll talk to Brody Garber, head coach of the Fairfield girls as they prep Again, for that 3A state championship game coming up around 6 o'clock on Saturday evening from the field house down at Indianapolis. And to kick it all off, we have our buddy, not just my buddy, but everybody's buddy, Mr. Bryce Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net. Bryce, good evening. I'm doing good, my friend. Excellent. And a lot going on since we last talked. If I had told you... And I'll have two questions here. We'll start with the first one. If I told you that the only area team to be in the state championship game from the area would be Fairfield, if I would have asked you that or told you that at the beginning of the season, what would have been your reaction? Um, I don't think I would have been surprised. Um, them being the only one, um, maybe, um, just because I think, um, what we had with this team with you know pretty much everybody coming back I think from one, except for one senior on last year's team um, this whole team was was coming back and and the section the way they lost in the in the semi state last year was um, just a, a not a great ending and I, and I imagine that sat with them throughout the entire off season and they wanted to get back to this point. Um, and, and go beyond um, what they had accomplished the last couple of years because they felt like that this team was built for a postseason run like this. And, and credit to Coach Garber that they've been able to you know, get back to this point, not have really very many missteps uh, throughout the regular season, 
um, you know, easily won the conference title in, in, the, in the regular uh, season and the tournament sectional. They got through pretty easily. Um, you know, they had a, a tougher game in the regional against Highland, but, you know, last week, you know, felt like that they um, played really well, probably some of their best basketball. Um, so I wouldn't have been surprised because of what this team has accomplished over the last couple of years. Um, and with everybody coming back, um, it, it felt like that this this type of run was possible. And it just hits different, at least for me, when we have some new flavor amongst the area in terms of getting down to the state championship. And like I said, Fairfield making its first ever appearance in the girls' basketball state finals and have not won a state championship of any kind in any team sport. And that's exciting to have Fairfield down there. When we look at Corydon Central, what are the challenges for Fairfield? Uh, what what are they presented with in trying to win a 3A state title on Saturday? Yeah, I think that, that Corydon is, is a team that has been tested. I think they've played a, a much more difficult schedule than Fairfield has. Um, and I think that they've been tested each and every stage of this tournament. And that's just, you know, credit, you know, to, to them. But also, you know, Fairfield has had to deal with the likes of the NACC, which, you know, outside of Central Noble and, and Eastside, I just felt like it wasn't a very strong conference and they weren't really tested in their own conference. Now, credit to Fairfield, they went out of their way and, you know, played the likes of, of a Snyder. They played a Northridge and, and those types of programs to, you know, build, beef up their schedule a little bit and, and prep them for games like this. But it feels like that Cordiana is, is a little bit more of a battle-tested team, you know, and, and they play, you know, they're almost, you know, at the Ohio River, you know, and a lot of those schools down there play a lot of, of, of good basketball. Um, and the way that Coach Conrad for, for Central has done, you know, just in these past couple of years, they've been a really solid team. Um, and, it, and it feels like that it, it's going to be, I think, a, a very good game. I think they're going to try to test Fairfield's defense, um, which has been excellent this entire season. Uh, Cordeon's a team that you know likes to push it up and, and score, scoring nearly 60 points a game. So I think that's going to be the, the end of the floor that I think is going to be critical for Fairfield to, to win this game. Is, is Can their defense be effective against a, a, a team that scores a lot um, on, on the other side. So many similarities between these two teams, Bryce. You look at field goal percentage, both shoot in the high 40s. Three-point percentage, both shoot around 30, 31%. Free throw percentage, both of them shoot around 70, 72%. They both average about 26 rebounds per game. Points are pretty similar around the mid-50s. I guess the big thing that stands out is points allowed. And, and Fairfield is at 28 points allowed per game. And also... I mentioned Fairfield looking for their first championship in any team sport in Indiana. So is Corydon Central. Uh, Brody Garber is the head coach of Fairfield. He is a graduate of Fairfield. Head coach John Josh Conrad of Corydon Central. He's a graduate of Corydon Central. So there's so many similarities between these two teams. Should be a fun matchup. But what does this one come down to? Does it come down to, as you mentioned, those uh, the ability to slow down Corydon Central's offense? I believe so, and I, and I think that it's it's the length um, that Fairfield has, and they've been u- able to use um, all season long. You know, with with a player um, like Bria, who Bria Garber, who has been you know in in the spotlight for Fairfield all four uh, years of her career. You know, playing as a freshman, you know, budding as a as a star, as a sophomore, um, and then just being able to continue and add pieces to her game over the last 
couple of years, but, you know, feels like that she's always been a, a defensive, um, you know, priority for teams to, to, to plan against because she has that length and, and uses it in a lot of different ways, whether it is in the paint, if you, you want to put her on um, a, you know, a forward or something like that, and you, she can use her blocking skills, or if you put her out on the perimeter, she can, you know, turn guards over and take it the other way and score easily. So I think if, if Cordion can, can figure out a way to, you know, take her out of out of the defensive game plan um, and try to, you know, not go towards her on the defensive end and, and make other players um, make defensive plays or, or get stops. I think that'll be beneficial for him because there is, you know, and it's obviously more than just Bria. She's a, a big part of their defense, you know, but Fairfield has a lot of team speed um, and are able to turn a lot of teams over, like I said. Um, so it, it's, it's definitely going to come down to that end of the floor and, and can Fairfield, be consistent on the offensive side um, as, as they have been throughout this entire tournament. It feels like that they've been able to score um, pretty easily. Um, and, and can they keep that up uh, for one more game? Price fans outside the huddle.net joining us here on the high school coaches show presented by Hoopy insurance services. Bryce, let's look, or I also wanted to ask you this question. When we talk about the state finals and the girls side. So I asked you, would you be surprised if Fairfield was the only area team? You answered that. Now, if I would have said midway through the season, I said South Bend, Washington would not be in the state finals. How surprised would you have been? Because I am absolutely shocked that they got beat last week. Yeah, I'm I'm shocked too. Um, but we, not as shocked when you find out the the injury to to, to Reynolds. True. And and so it, I think that if she was healthy, um, and I and I know that they tried to, you know, do everything they could health wise to to get her ready for last weekend and. It just and and you know they just came up short. Um, I think if she is in that game, uh, I think that they probably end up pulling it out um, just because of how much of a difference maker she is. Um, I, I am surprised though because of how dominant they were. Um, I mean, just look at the margin of victory that they had over you know every every opponent that they played, and even some of the best opponents that they did play, including the likes of of a Northrop squad. And it just feels like that. That we hadn't seen a team that dominant maybe ever in, yeah. in, in the girls' uh, basketball. I mean, there's some, been some teams, you know, that have been dominant, and they're on the Fort Wayne area. You know, the, the Canterbury girls that won, you know, a lot of games, but they weren't ever that dominant as, as South Bend Washington has been for the last couple of years, and they seem to turn it up a notch this year. Um, so it, it is surprising, um, you know, when you factor in the injury that does happen, um, that, that, you know, probably leads to the reason why they're not playing this weekend. Bryce, we transition over to the boys' side of things. We had the sectional draw this past Sunday. And based on what you saw, what you see with these pairings, before we delve into individual matchups, anything that stands out uh, from the draw in the area? Yeah, it feels like that. You know, there was there's quite a few matchups that I think that, you know, we are hoping to see in the postseason um, that we're going to get again you know when it matters i think more than than maybe just a, a sectional first round game you know matchups like homestead and wayne potentially could meet in a final i think that's huge west noble and northwood it could meet in a final um and then i, I think that you know in in the class 2a for sure i think you know having the both of the sectionals with area teams that feels like it could you know go in a couple of different directions obviously blackhawk's going to be favorite in there, you know, just how much of a favorite are them with, with Adam Central and how well they're playing um, so far, you know, this season. So 
Um, it, it feels like that there was, you know, some matchups that we got that that are going to end up being in, in finals, you know, the two top teams in each sectional. It didn't feel like that there was that many that are going to be happening on a Tuesday night um, as, as in years past. So that's, that's definitely good for the entertainment value of, of next week. Bryce, when we look at uh, at individual matchups, I think one that stands up stands out earlier in the week is going to be the one at Carroll with Northside and Carroll. The only two teams right now with more than five wins in that sectional play each other Tuesday night at 7.30 between Northside and Carroll. Carroll got Northside the first time around in conference play, but Jackson Fugate is back for Northside. And talking to Coach Gary Andrews, he really feels that Jackson is, is his second best player, both, uh, both offensively and defensively. Uh, that could obviously play a difference in the second time around. But when you see those two teams taking each other on on a Tuesday at 730, uh, it, it's good, I, I guess, that the two play each other so early, I guess, kind of sucks. But at the same time, all indications are it, it could come down to that game for this sectional title. Yeah, I, I think I think it does. Ultimately, I mean, no disrespect to the, all the other teams. I mean, they're, you know, Northrop, Northrop and Snyder. And DeKalb and East Noble, I mean, they could all compete with with those teams, you know, with a, with a Northside or Carroll for a half potentially, but not for a full four quarters. So it feels like the the sectional champion will come out of this game. Um, and having Fugate back, I, I think, is a huge huge boost for Northside. Um, you know, after they've kind of you know struggled a little bit in conference play down the stretch and, and facing a conference opponent in in the first game, I think you know, could be beneficial, get this game out of the way. Um, but you, then you don't obviously you don't want to be in cruise control the rest of the way, right. even though you, you, you'll be favored um, in, in the next possible two matchups. So um, if, if for Carroll, I think it's, it's going to be, you know, how balanced can they be um, offensively? Um, they have so many different guys to score on them. And, and can they slow down, you know, a few gate in, in Tay Johnson, um, and can they keep, you know, a north side out of the lane um, and make them shoot? You know, they've had their off nights. Um, you know, I witnessed, you know, north side, um, you know, starting off really hot against the Homestead team in the first quarter, and then they did make a three the rest of the game, except for maybe one early in the second half. So uh, north side is a team that wants to drive on you, get in the lane um, and, and get to the free throw line um, and, and just beat you that way. So if, if Carroll and keep them out of the lane, I think it'd be a, a, a definitely an advantage for the Chargers. One section I wanted to ask you about is is going to be at Garrett next week, and I think has a lot of, of storylines. You have Bishop Dwinger and Angola play each other on Tuesday. I feel like that's a toss-up game. Uh, Leo and Kinkim's playing. They kicked off the season before Thanksgiving playing each other, and that was a 14-point win for Concordia. You also have a 17-win Woodland team lurking there that I think if you overlook them, they, they definitely could be dangerous. And, and oh, yeah, Heritage is also a double-digit win team. So when we look at how this sectional plays out, on paper you think Concordia and, and maybe cruising, but I think there are, are potential landmines all over that field. Yeah, this, this feels like one of the more um, sectionals that's you know deep, uh, deeper than, than really any other sectional we might have. Um, and, and it feels like that, you know, it could come, um, could you, you could see a couple of, of upsets, you know, definitely, you know, the way that Jackson McGee uh, plays and, and he can go off for, you know, 35 on, on any given night. And if he gives, you know, 
uh, Concordia all they can handle in that first game on Wednesday. You know, Concordia could be bounced out, you know, after having a another a terrific season um, and, and competing uh, for the conference right down to the wire um, in the last couple of weeks. Um, and, and it's can that their defense that has been so good all season long slow down um, the high shoes and, and McGee. Um, and that should be a, a very fun matchup. Uh, but, yeah, Woodland, you know, was a surprise this, se- this season, you know, and, and how they lose Joe Reedy last year. Um, and you felt like, man, where are they going to generate points? But they just have multiple guys that have stepped up in that in those roles um, and have created a, a balanced team that, you know, is able to beat you in, in multiple different ways. And it, and it feels like that um, on that side of the bracket is, is a very tough side um, because it feels like, you know, Heritage, um, yes, they might have, you know, 12 wins, but, you know, they're, they're a beatable team. And I think Dwenger, you know, if they, you know, play how they have been, you know, in, in some of their better games, you know, being the likes of a Homestead team, and it feels like that they have um, the ability to, you know, come up and, and get you. And Angola can do the same. You know, they just beat West Noble last week in overtime. So yeah. it, it feels like that, that this sectional more than any is, is due for, for maybe a surprise or two. When we look at who is capable of making a run from the area to potentially get to Gamebridge Fieldhouse to play for a state championship, does that conversation begin and end with Blackhawk Christian? Um, I think it starts with them. I, I think you could possibly throw in, in a Norwell team. Um, you know, they've you know played really well for a majority of the season. Uh, Luke McBride is, you know, well, you know, I think in the area, one of the best uh, players in that team is another team that is depth-wise is, is pretty good. Um, they're a pretty good defensive team. They play a very difficult schedule. Um, the sectional that they come out of won't be easy at Peru. Um, you know, the the host Peru is, is a 14-win team. Maconaqua, another 14-win team. Uh, Belmont is in there, and, and they can give some teams some fits. And then you have an 18-win Oak Hill team. So it's it's going to be a tough sectional um, just for them to get out of. But if they do get out of that, I, I think that they put themselves in a really good spot. Uh, but for sure, I think it's it's Blackhawk um, just because of, of what they have talent-wise, I think is is definitely around here in, in the 2A. Um, I think is, is more than what anybody else has. Um, but I, I think that they could be could be challenged uh, potentially by, by an Adam Central um, if they were to meet in the final, just because of how well they have been playing this season after, you know, a, a really rough start to the season and, and getting everybody out of football and, and, and this, how this season has really turned around for them uh, coming back and, and winning a share of the ACAC. But um, just talent wise, Blackhawk, you know, rises just about above everybody here in the area. So they, I would give them the best chance. Bryce, we're going to talk about your Cougs, the Central Noble Cougars, a little bit later with our new head coach, Zach Baber. But looking at the the program that Coach Baber now takes over, replacing Hayden Kilgore there, had a great 2001 season and then really started out of the gate tough in 2022, and it kind of snowballed from there. But what kind of team, when we look at Central Noble in 2023, what can this squad be in terms of returning players and also in terms of, of Zach Baber taking over this program? You know, it, I think it's going to be, you know, somewhat of a, of a tough ask just because I think that this team, you know, had had some younger players step in. You know, they kind of had, 
different guys at, at quarterback that were trying to lead this team, and, and it felt like that they couldn't get anything going in that area. Um, you know, they've had the ability to run the ball um, the last couple of years um, and kind of struggled there, and they were kind of, you know, leaning on their defense at times, um, and it just felt like that they couldn't, you know, generate enough stops uh, to get going uh, for for their defense. Um, so I think that this program has potential. We've seen them have some really good years and, and challenge the, the likes of, of Eastside on, you know, some occasion. You know, Eastside is definitely the standard um, in that in that division at least, you know, followed by Busco. So I think that if I, I would, for a program that, you know, I'm, I'm an alum of, it feels like that you want to be more than what the rest of that division is. You want to be a step above Fremont. You want to be a step of, above Prairie Heights. Um, but you also want to be challenging Busco and Eastside, you know, every every given year. So it, it feels like that you're, you're kind of still in that middle position and you might be able to jump up every once in a while. But you should definitely, I think, set the standard of, of being a program like Eastside that's, you know, winning that division every single year um, mostly. Um, and then you're also competing for sectional championships because Central Noble really hasn't been in that type of space competing for sectionals um, in, in quite some time. Bryce, it's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Thank you, Justin. I hope yeah. you have a, a good show and a good couple of interviews after this. Well, I mean, it's never a good show, and the interview portion is contingent on how good the uh, interviewee is for sure. But appreciate you helping get this show started on the right note, and it's all about uh, the other people outside of me. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I do my best. <laughs> all right, buddy. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Justin. That was Bryce Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net joining us here, as he does each and every Thursday to kick off the show. And good insight on Fairfield as well, with the Falcons playing for a girls' basketball state championship this Saturday down at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. We'll talk more about the Falcons a little bit later with head coach Brody Garble. will join us a close to 645 or so. Going to take a break and talk Blackhawk Christian football. Yeah, BC football, 1A, getting, giving the 11-man a try after playing some 8-man football. And we'll talk about their schedule. It's coming together and also maybe where they could end up for a conference. We'll talk about that uh, real quick before we welcome Zach Baber, the new Central Noble head coach, after this. Plenty to talk about when we come back here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. The NASCAR Cup Series. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. Returns to Auto Club Speedway. We got trouble. It's Brad Keselowski. He's sideways, and he collects one, two, perhaps three more machines. For one final ride around the D-shaped oval. Larson, the winner in his home state, the Golden State Golden Boy. It's the Pala Casino 400. On Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to know ticks suck. But what you might not know is that they don't just suck blood way out in the woods. Those creepy little bugs can be anywhere all year long. And I do mean little. They can be smaller than the head of a pin. But big trouble comes in these small, gross packages. Even a tiny tick can make you super sick. So what's the most important tip to avoid getting bit? Well, duh, pay attention. Remember, ticks can be just about anywhere outdoors. Then spray attention with an EP 
EPA-registered insect repellent. Wearing long socks and other protective clothing is a good idea, too. When you come back inside, shower. And always remember, check for ticks everywhere. And if you do get a tick bite, don't panic. Tell an adult. And visit ticksuck.org to learn how to remove it properly. Ticks suck, but being outdoors shouldn't. Go to ticksuck.org for more information. TickSuck.org. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVETS highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETS can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETS helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVETS service officer or to learn more, visit AMVETS.org. This is the Hoopy Insurance Services High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Penny. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday evening with us. A little bit later this evening, you'll be able to hear... Right here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM, Purdue-Fort Wayne on the road at Milwaukee. Coverage will start around 8.15 or so. You'll hear the pregame show with Brett Rump from up in snowy Milwaukee as the Mastodons close out the Horizon League schedule, the regular season schedule at least. This week, they'll play Milwaukee tonight and play Green Bay on Sunday before making way for the Horizon League tournament next week. Will the Mastodons ho host any league tournament games? We'll find that out over the course of the next four days. But contingent on the Mastodons getting a couple wins starts tonight against Milwaukee. Again, coverage starting about 8-15 tonight. Coming up this fall, there will be a new 11-man football team in action around the area. And it will be the Blackhawk Christian Braves. They played eight-man football, now bumping up to 11-man Head coach Bryce Bennett, who, who coached the eight-man group, won a state championship as a, at eight-man, is now elevating to 11-man and 1A. And the schedule's starting to come together. We've started here, some of the schedule coming out, and there's some out-of-area teams. You look at Calumet Christian. You look at o Osceola Grace, who's played Fremont in the past. They'll go to Ohio to play Oregon Stritch, um, and they'll also play Fremont. They'll play another game in Lima, Ohio against Van Lu, Ohio. But there's a couple area teams. I mentioned the Fremont game on October 13th. But also, Blackhawk Christian, September 1st, adding the Adams Central Flying Jets to the schedule. Yes, the Blackhawk Christian Braves and Adams Central Flying Jets will play week three, September 1st, in Monroe on the landing strip as the Blackhawk Christian Braves, their first foray into 11-man football, will play the Flying Jets, the two-time defending runner-up, in Class 1A, and we'll see how that game goes. I think, I really believe that the Blackhawk Christian Braves, within five years, are going to be a big-time player in 1A football in this area, and probably the state. Just look at it. In the city, Fort Wayne metro area, you don't have a 1A school playing football in Fort Wayne. You look at where Blackhawk Christian is, smack dab in the middle of the city, near Snyder. Bit, a bit of a further jump waved over to Northside. Really kind of close to East Allen, two East Allen County scores. We'll pull from there a little bit. But this is a team and a program that the, the middle school has had football, tackle football for a while, and they've had a lot of good players. 
They've just had to either give up the sport or go elsewhere. Now you're just keeping that inside. I really think you can develop your team, the program from within, with the middle school, and also get some kids that maybe aren't getting the playing time at Snyder, aren't getting the playing time at Northside and come over to Blackhawk Christian and be a 1A school and be really, really good in that league. You see, you saw the rise of Indianapolis Lutheran, uh, of being a 1A school in a fertile talent pool of Indianapolis, in the metro area of Indianapolis, and look what they've done. One back-to-back state championships in beating Adam Central. So watch out for the Blackhawk Christian Braves. I don't think you're going to see it this year, maybe not even next year, but you're going to start to see Blackhawk Christian make some definite noise in 1A. And I think if your programs like South Adams, programs like Adams Central, these 1A area schools that have owned Class A for a while, look at Southwood, Cabusco, I'd be worried because all of a sudden Blackhawk Christian is coming in playing a complete by a completely different set of rules as you, being in the metro area of Fort Wayne and, and the talent pool that it's surrounded by, and it's definitely going to be a program on the rise. May not be immediate. In fact, I can guarantee you it's not going to be immediate. But within three to five years, Blackhawk Christian is going to be legit in 1A football in the state of Indiana. And again, Blackhawk Christian, that, that schedule coming together, but as of right now, we'll play two area teams in their inaugural season in 11-man football this fall, centered by, or headlined by, that game against Adam Central, week three, down in Monroe. We're going to talk more football when we come back. Zach Baber, new head coach of the Central Noble Cougars, will join us. We'll get his background and his plans for the Cougs when we come back here on the High School Coaches Show, presented by Hoopy Insurance Services, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Finding great people to hire is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. It's pretty difficult, right? Well, ZipRecruiter has mastered finding a needle in a haystack, so they take it to the next level. They make hiring so simple that it's like finding a needle in a needle stack. And that's why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com radio. Here's what it's like to use ZipRecruiter. They have so many qualified candidates that it's easier to find the right ones for your roles. Within the first day, that's a lot of needles. So how do they do it? ZipRecruiter's powerful technology sends you candidates who are a great match for your job, and you can even invite your top choices to apply. So if you want less hay and more needles, head to ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash R-A-D-I-O. ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Get 11% off everything at Menards. For a beautiful look that protects and stays clean, choose Dutch Boy Paint. Get quality products with smart technology like mildew-resistant coating, stain shield, and dirt-resistant paint and primer in the award-winning Dutch Boy Twist and Pour containers. Get 11% off everything, including the full line of Dutch Boy Paints at Menards. Good through March 5th. Savings are mail-in rebates. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save Co-heating and air conditioning, your independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer, one family owned and still going strong for 60 years. Decade after decade, Co-heating and Air has been known for providing quality heating and cooling services that ensure your family stays comfortable year around. That's no accident. That's a legacy of customer care, excellence, and relationships that have endured from generation to generation. Go with who you know. Go with Co. Proud to be your American Standard dealer. Find them at CoHeatCool.com today. Now back to the Hoopy Insurance Services High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Welcome back, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show, presented by Hoopy Insurance Services. My name is Justin Kenny here. Till the top of the hour, we'll give way to some national uh, sports broadcasts and then bring it back. Purdue, Fort Wayne, and Milwaukee in action. Horizon League regular season action from snowy Milwaukee. Brett Rump will have the call. Pre-game show will start about 8.15, tip closer to 8.30 tomorrow night. The final Friday night of boys' regular season basketball and two of the better teams in the area, Homestead and Norwell, will battle. And you can hear that game on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. It's basketball season, but we're talking football. We talked about Blackhawk Christian football before the break. Now we're talking Central Noble gridiron action with new head coach Zach Baber. Coach, thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot, Mr. Kenny. Thanks for having me. Oh, Mr. Kenny. Well, well, well. <laughs> yeah, it's a habit. Uh, no problem, buddy. Um, first off, congratulations on on getting the job. I know you were on staff before, but kind of break this down on how it all came about. Uh, yeah, thanks for that. Um, well, how it came about, so I was very fortunate to be a part of the staff last year. Um, I was able to coach the, the linebackers and uh, running backs position. Uh, I, I loved every bit of it. I did not realize when I got into coaching uh, originally, how addicting it would be. And it is it is very addicting. So when I got the volunteers, uh, or when I got the coaching position last year, uh, Coach Kilgore, um, he really, he gave me the freedom to put as much time in as I wanted, or as little. So I really loved that part of it, and I went, yeah, full-blown into it. <laughs> I put all my extra time into it. So when the uh, opening came about this year, you know, I was debating on whether even to apply. Um, I knew one thing I wanted to coach, you know, continue coaching. Um, and I, you know, had a lot of talks with my wife, had a lot of talks with my law partner and dad. Uh, his name's Brad. So and then eventually decided that um, to put in for the head coach position. And I'm really excited that I did. So that's kind of how it came about. How much did the familiarity with the program being an assistant really, really help your case, but also your decision to apply? So it, the, I guess the student athletes, so the boys we had on the team, I, I guess I grew to love them and I, I still do. They, we have such a good bunch of kids. Um, and a lot of it did have to do with, uh, them, the student, the students, the the players on the team, um, the the program. Uh, I really like the administration, the athletic director, Mr. Bremer. Well, I don't want to name too many names because I don't want to leave out anybody. <laughs> but uh, the administration was excellent. I noticed that last year, and then going into this year, it's uh, it's definitely still the same. So I guess the primary, the boys had a big part for me to come back and try to be head coach. And then I just love the, the school and the, really the culture around like the administration, the support. It's kind of like one family. And I really love that aspect of it. Coach Zach Baber, new head coach of the Central Noble Cougars football team, joining us here on the high school coaches show and coach. It's a, a team that took its lumps last year going just two and eight, but it's, it's a very young team as well. And particularly offensively, your quarterback was an, was an underclassman. Some of your top rushers were underclassmen. Top receivers were underclassmen. Your your bit top tackler was an underclassman. So there's a lot of uh, there was a lot of growth with that, and I can imagine 
you can see the promise of another year with a lot of those guys coming back. It, it definitely puts a lot of pressure on the coaches because I do agree that we have a we have a lot of talent coming back. We lost some um, some good players. We had some good seniors, and so we did lose we did lose some talent. But we have a lot of talent coming back, and we had again. I don't want to name names because I don't want to leave out anybody. But um, as you said, we had a kind of a, we had a backup quarterback run the run the show for a little while, and he did an amazing job. Our our quarterback who started the year, you know, he was he got injured, but he's coming back. He's fully healthy to my knowledge right now. So we have a lot of returning talent. Um, our line's going to be young, but I, we I, I believe we I don't think that's going to be a weak point. Our line, even though they're younger, we we lost a lot of seniors on the line, but uh, we have a lot of people who are willing to step up who I think will fill the role. Uh, quite easily. So yes, a lot of a lot of tough talent. Like I said, it puts a lot of pressure on us coaches we to use the players and the talent that we have because I do believe we can compete in every game we play this year. Coach, when you look at uh, at the conference you're going into, the division you're going into, you have Cherubusco that's always strong. Eastside has been a standout too, and of course they're still looking for a new head coach with Todd Mason stepping down there. But when you look at the landscape of the division you're in, the conference you're in. Uh, what kind of, of challenges does that present, but also opportunities? Yeah, before you said the opportunity part, that's what I was going to say. Uh, there, it, it is a, It's a good conference. I know Eastside's always up there. Busco, as you were saying, they're always up there. Um, I, do, I don't think either of those teams are out of reach in any way. I know... We competed. We competed with both teams last year. Things kind of got out of hand in the second half and some of the you know Busco games, but we competed last year. Um, I want you know, and I believe we we want as us coaches. We believe in our players. The coaching staff we have now, we believe it, believe in our players' ability to compete and have a chance to win every game. And if if we can instill that culture and get everybody on board with that, then the opportunity to compete against Seaside, Busco, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited about those opportunities. Coach, when you look at, at scheme, I mean, do, should we expect anything dramatically different? Is it too early to kind of talk about that stuff? Uh, I mean, I can tell you this right now. I know they ran a lot of, or we ran a lot of spread last year out of shotgun. Uh, you can expect to see a lot of the, a lot of stuff out of shotgun. Um, specifically, more specifics. Time will tell. Um, there's formate. So I guess I can. The spread is not is. We're going to do a lot of stuff out of spread, um, but we're we are going to change things up on offense and defense. Um, put some new schemes in. So I'm excited to to fine tune those with the with the coordinators we have. All right, Coach, final question for you, too. Uh, and you mentioned the kids and just, uh, you know, kind of how they've, they've, they've kind of captured your, your, uh, your real heart in, in a lot of ways. How, how key is it to have the commitment, too? I mean, Central Nobles has kind of been up and down. We've, even recently, we've seen this program be up. We've seen this program be down. Uh, Coach Tippin had some good years. Greg Moe had a, a year. Hayden Kilgore had a couple years. But in terms of that continuity, uh, how do you secure that at a place like Central Noble? Uh, I plan to be here a while, so hopefully that pans out. Uh, I'm trying, or what we're trying to do, we're trying to create 
as best we can, one football family in the community. So I know it starts with our junior football league, um, and then it works its way up to, to middle school and then to high school here. So what we're trying to do is create one football family where if you're in fourth or fifth grade playing football, you're already excited about, oh, I can't wait to play when I'm in eighth grade. I can't wait to play in high school. Um, so we're starting we're starting to try to develop that even more where when players start to play in fourth and fifth grade, they're already thinking about playing varsity Friday night. Um, so I think that'll, um, that'll hopefully help with the continuity. And hopefully if we get some success here, you know, I won't be let go or anything because I'm, <laughs> I'm playing, I'm planning on, you know, staying as long as they'll keep me. So how much does the, uh, the success of the basketball programs, both, boys and girls in recent years, you, you see the community support with that and say, okay, mm -hmm. we can have that too. So does that kind of galvanize you a little bit that that, that that can be on the basketball side? We can have it on the, on the, on the football side as well. That, that's got to, that's got to help because it's a, it's a community atmosphere up there. We see it with the basketball, we see it with the football program too, but mm -hmm. also being able to see that success and how the community really shows out when central noble is humming along on the basketball court or on the gridiron. Yes, definitely. I mean, the just seeing what a small town can do in one sport, basketball, um, it gets me excited. And to see how the community actually, you know, is in the community. From what I saw last year, uh, even though yes, we 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 lost a few games, but we still had, I would say, excellent community support. Um, so, does it galvanize me? I. I love, I love seeing having that happen in one of our sports in a small town, and I'm, to me, it should provide the players that we have on the football team to say, hey, look, this is possible for this small school in Albion. Um, so it gets me excited knowing that that success is already happening in one sport, and um, hoping we can piggyback off that and you know bring some of that over to the football program. Coach, I appreciate the time, buddy. Thanks a lot. Congratulations again, and look forward to talking to you again once we get closer to the fall. Sounds great, Mr. Kenny. Thanks for having me. All right, buddy. That was Coach Zach Baber, new head coach of the Central Noble Cougars, taking over for the departed Hayden Kilgore, who put in three seasons uh, with the Central Noble Cougars, most recently 2-8 and eight season this past year. 2021, it was an eight-win campaign. Central Noble started off 6-0 and before losing three of their last five games, including being routed twice by Eastside. And we knew how, know how good Eastside was in that 2021 season. But uh, Coach Baber will try to get Central Noble back on top. It's very much an ebb and flow type thing with the Cougars. But one thing you can say about last year, they played a lot, a lot of underclassmen that con contributed big time for that team. So with a lot of those kids coming back, it will be – an advantageous spot for Zach Baber in year one. We're going to take a break, come back. Brody Garber, head coach of the Fairfield Falcons, will join us as he preps his team for a state championship game appearance coming up on Saturday. We'll talk Falcon hoops when we come back here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. The NASCAR Cup Series. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. Returns to Auto Club Speedway. We got trouble. It's Brad Keselowski. He's sideways, and he collects one, two, perhaps three more machines. For one final ride around the D-shaped oval. Larson, the winner in his home state. The 
Golden State Golden Boy. It's the Paula Casino 400. On Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Make plans for the 36th annual Baby Fair and Family Expo on February 25th. It's bigger and better than ever with resources for expected moms, new parents, and caregivers. Shopping, education, entertainment, free activities, and prize giveaways all day long, including a designer handbag and a chance to roll the dice to win $10,000. Kids can play with thousands of Legos and experience kick darts, live animals, bounce houses, balloon artists, face painting, puppet shows, and more, all in the colossal Kids Kingdom. The first 200 people, 18 or older, through the door will each be handed up to $500 in cash. Also, register for the Diaper Dash, a crawling contest where one family will walk away with diapers for a year. All the fun and excitement takes place on Saturday, February 25th from 9 to 3 at the Memorial Coliseum. And best of all, admission is free. Find all the details at WMEE.com. It's the Baby Fair and Family Expo on Saturday, February 25th at the Memorial Coliseum. Kid friendly, mom approved. Get the latest knife info from one of the country's premium knife shops, Blademan's Knife Shop at the Shops of Scott Road. There's a reason customers drive hours just to shop. I you out to the store to see the area's best selection of quality knives. We have Benchmade, Spyderco, Microtech, Protech, Hogue, Zero Tolerance, Medford Knife and Tool, ADV Tactical, Tour Knives, and many more. We also have a great selection of custom knives. Can't get out to the store or prefer to shop online? Check out our great selection on BladeMansKnifeShop.com. We pride ourselves on fast shipping because no one wants to wait weeks for their new knife. We update our online inventory daily so you know you're ordering in-stock product that will be shipped within one business day and shipping is always free for orders over $100. So check us out on BladeMansKnifeShop.com or stop by the store in the shops of Scout Road and have a cup of coffee on me. Be in the know and follow Blademans on Facebook and Instagram today. 10% discount to police and military and now you can see the collection of Shun Knives, the finest in kitchen color. Available at Blademans Knife Shop in the shops of Scott Road. The Brockman Heating and Air Conditioning Promise. On time, done right, or it's free. Brockman's your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. That's over 60 years strong since 1957, serving homeowners in the Fort Wayne area. And Brockman's has the most experienced techs to help you decide if you should repair or replace your unit. 423-4331. Call your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Brockman's Heating and Air Conditioning. On time, done right, or it's free. 423-4331. This is the Hoopy Insurance Services High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We had to rest, don't you cry no more. Welcome back, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny here for a little bit longer. We'll make way for national... Fox Sports at the top of the hour, and then coming up, 8.15 pregame show for the Purdue-Fort Wayne Mastodons at Snowy Milwaukee this evening in Horizon League action. Brett Rump will bring you all the action. 8.15 pregame, 8.30 tip here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. A big game coming up this weekend down in Gamebridge Fieldhouse for the first time ever. The Fairfield Falcons girls basketball team will play for a state championship against Corydon Central head coach. Of the Falcons, Coach Brody Garber joins us right now. Coach, how are you? Doing good. It's been a crazy week, uh, but very exciting. I imagine, Coach. And uh, first of all, take us through the semi-state. It's the new format. It's the regional format, now semi-state. I can't imagine having to to survive that, not only beating Tippecanoe Valley, and then uh, also then having to take care of Twin Lakes in the evening. Take us through what was a very chaotic Saturday for you. 
Yeah, you know, uh, we knew uh, whoever was going to win that second game. Um, we had a handful of Tippy Valley to start off with, and then whoever won out of that second second game, uh, it was going to be tough. You know, whoever won that uh, semi-state this year out of the four of us uh, was definitely going to earn it. Um, you know, both games that day, we, we didn't start off real hot. Um, uh, had a kind of, we were down most of the first half. Uh, that Twin Lakes game, we were down well into that even third quarter. But, you know, the girls stuck with the game plan. Uh, they played through some not-so-good shooting. They played through some rough play. And I really just felt like um, our maturity and our experience uh, really showed through, especially in that second game. Yeah, Coach, I have to imagine the fact starting four seniors and then Kaylee Dillon, your fifth starter as a junior, that experience that you were able to put on the floor and, and building a team like this over uh, years and especially what happened last year in the playoffs and going through the regular season with some challenges this year in terms of having some some solid games, having to go to places with challenging. Going to Columbia City, I have to imagine, was a big help for you guys going down the stretch. So all of that all-encompassing, I think added up to being able to handle the challenge of Saturday. Yeah, for sure. We've, uh, we've been at this a while. Um, you know, the seniors were second graders when I got the job. Um, one of them, you know, being my own kiddo, um, the other three seniors, I mean, practically my as well, uh, be my own kiddos. They seem to be at my house an awful lot, <laughs> eat a lot of my food and whatnot. Um, but it, it's just been a long time coming. Uh, you know, Kaylee Dillon has come a long ways. It's coming that fifth starter for us. Uh, she's grown up a lot. Um, and it's just, you know, what we went through the last couple of years, and let's just go right back to that uh, semi-state game at LaPorte last year versus Frankton. Um, we, we grew a lot from that. Uh, painful uh, at that time, but it kind of now, kind of like, okay, now we see, Coach, when you talk about, hey, this is why you go through tough things. This is why you play the Columbia Cities, the Fort Wayne Snyders, the Northridges. You know, that's why you do it. So when it comes uh, time to really buckle down and get the job done, um, I feel like that's a, a big reason why we were able to do that on Saturday. So what you're saying is you've started putting this team together when they were second graders is what I'm hearing. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I got to give my wife a lot of credit. Uh, she's my assistant coach. When I first got the job, I kind of just threw her into that, um, you know, that <laughs> the role. <laughs> it's really hard when you're kind of the elementary coordinator, the feeder system coordinator. Sure. But, you know, that that's the trenches. Um, that's where things get done. Uh, kids start the buy-in process. And um, if you don't stick around for a little while, um, this being my 11th year, you don't really get to um, always see, you know, reap the benefits of that. And uh, so, you know, my wife needs a lot of that credit because she worked with these kids. Uh, her imprint, a lot of these girls, uh, definitely uh, shows up a lot. So it, very much a family affair. So husband and wife dynamic on the coaching staff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bria, of course, then. So take yeah. us through how that's like uh, at the family dinner table during the season. You know, uh, when we're at the gym, it's all basketball. Um, and we're in the film sessions, it's basketball. Um, we're at the games in the locker room, it's basketball. But we have just really, I feel like as a family, uh, done about as good a job as we can. Um, we, we separate that. Dinner table is kind of what's going on at the time. Um, just, you know, and, and to Bria's credit, um, she's done a really good job with that. Because I, I, I can get on her pretty hard in practice or a game. We get home later that night, and it's just like, hey, um, I'm dad, she's daughter. Um, we, I really feel like we've done a good job of that through the years. Is that an important um, line to to draw, is is leaving stuff out of either home or, or basketball when you're at the other place? I mean, how important is that? Yeah. 
100%. Um, you know, I, I ask around some other um, coaches. You know, I'm fortunate to have a uh, brother-in-law, Brian Bechtel, who coached at Goshen for years, and he coached his own kids, my nephews. Um, he kind of, you know, gave it. And it's harder when they're younger because um, they're getting in the car and going home with you. Um, you want to <laughs> talk about rough because you just got done. I got on you at practice, and then you sit down on the passenger side beside me. Um, but, you know, we really took it as we walk outside the doors of the school. That's it, It's done. Uh, it's over. Let's talk about, you know, what homework you got tonight. What were some things going on? Um, basketball just really, it never comes up. And a lot of people that know me kind of would laugh at that, but it's, it's very, very true. So anybody else out there that's got daughter, son, and you're the coach, um, I would highly recommend it. But I will say it, it's very hard to do. Coach, the similarities between you guys and Cordon Central are, are, are very wild in terms of shooting percentages, very similar in terms of points scored, very similar. You guys are in the state championship game for the first time ever. They also as well. You're a, a alma mater of your, of Fairfield. Coach that you're facing is an alma mater of, of Cordon Central. Uh, so, man, uh, the similarities between these two teams and what they're playing for and where they've come from are, are incredibly, incredibly similar. Yeah, almost kind of uh, scary looking. You know, almost like feel like you're looking in the mirror a little bit at each other. Um, and obviously both teams kind of play in, I feel like, uh, right now playing their best ball. Um, their last couple weeks have been pretty good. Uh, I think they face some teams very similar to us. You know, maybe not, you know, the quote-unquote number one team uh, ranked in the state. And, uh, you know, it kind of, you know, you look at it on paper, it's, it kind of winds up, it looks like it should be a pretty good ball game. When you look at the matchups, and, and for me, just looking as an outsider, it's like, okay, can this Fairfield defense that's been so good all season long have another really good game against a, a good offense. I mean, is that kind of similar to what you see, or what kind of what are some of the uh, the real keys that you've seen for success on Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, we're not um, we're not the flashiest team, especially on offense. I mean, we'll, we always seem to find a way to to get the points on the board. You know, averaging just a little over fifty. Um, but for us, it, it just comes down to night in, night out. Um, we we got to play some defense. We got to you know try to take away some things that the other team likes to do. Um, we, we kind of play an unorthodox extended 2-3 uh, zone with a little bit of a 1-3-1. One, one. And really, I honestly only do that because of our uh, length that we have. And, and actually, the, our tallest girls, lengthiest girls, actually play the top of our zone, not the bottom of the zone. And, um, you know, years ago, a lot of people kind of head scratched and look at me like, why are you doing that? And, you know, we, we had a plan. We had a vision. We had a plan. And at times, it didn't look real good maybe two or three years ago. We took some lumps. But I, I think here we're, we're kind of now reaping the benefits of sticking with it, sticking to our guns, you know, because I've had numerous people tell me, like, oh, you guys don't play zone. You guys can't win. Um, we, we've had some success with it. And I think, you know, holding people to 28 points a game on average uh, kind of proves it. Coach, when you look at this roster, Bria Garber, your daughter, leading the team in scoring, but it's, it's very much a complimentary group with Morgan Gothrop also averaging double figures. Bailey Willard is very close to double figures. Uh, you look at the uh, at Kaylee Dillon, who's been huge, and, and and Geiger too, the other senior in the lineup. Uh, I, you look at points per game, and you maybe marginalize her impact, but she's the leading yeah. rebounder for you guys, and she's come up big in some big moments. So it's a very well balanced starting five, and you have a couple underclassmen in Whitaker and Herbert that have come off the bench as well in key moments for you. Yeah, you know um, Geiger doesn't get a whole lot of credit. She's five foot four and rebounds the heck out of the ball. Um, <laughs> definitely one of our best screeners. I mean, she gets people open uh, on typical nights. And then, uh, you know, the freshman Herbert has kind of come on pretty strong. 
Uh, the Whitaker girl was new to us. She came from Michigan. So her and Herbert, brand new to the system, but they've really bought in and really kind of helped us out with some major, major minutes. But, uh, you know, the Morgan Gothard's probably the one, probably, probably almost doubled her output last year. And to have her scoring whatever it is, like around 11 instead of like six per game, um, that's just, you know, added another dynamic to our team that we really needed. Coach, when you look at, at approaching Saturday night and y your girls are new to this and their girls are new to this, Corridon Central hasn't been to the state championship in 20 years, is how, what's the message in order to handle the moment? Or is that to be determined based on, on how the girls come out? Yeah, and, and I've had a lot of, you know, coaches I've talked to is, you know, a lot of times when both teams get there, um, they're obviously good. They've done some things right. They're playing well. It kind of comes down to, in a lot of these games, like who handles the moment uh, best, who, yeah. you know, can sustain some runs by other teams a little bit better. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, we talked to the girls a little bit about, you know, that ball gets tossed up, probably the first couple possessions, probably going to be a little awkward, a little rough. But after a couple minutes, like, it's a ball, it's basketball, it, it's, we got to do, I know the venue's different, the lighting's going to be different, but, you know, it kind of comes down to can't, which team can kind of buckle down and just start playing their, their brand of basketball. When you look at defending court on Central and Ava Weber in particular, who's averaging 22 points a game, do you risk maybe focusing too much on Ava Weber? How do you combat giving her the, the proper respect and defending her without really losing, set, losing you know, priority on people like Josie Vaughn, who's also a really good player, and Alyssa Groover? two players that can also make you pay. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, that, that stands out, her 20-some points a game. We're going to have to do some things to um, hold her down. Just very dynamic player. I kind of compare her to a little bit of the Bailey Hartzell um, from Lakeland a couple years ago, just that strong, athletic, and jump a little bit. And then just, you know, they got some nice pieces around them that I think some of the games they just kind of quietly do their thing. You, you kind of get done. Hey, Vaughn had 15, and... Um, you know, or a couple other ones like, whoa, where'd that 10 points come from? So, you know, they, they have some girls around Weber that are definitely no slouches and you're not careful. They're getting into those upper double digits and, you know, they do that. That's, they're going to be a tough team to beat. With this meaning so much to the Fairfield community in and around Goshen as well, how do you balance prepping for arguably the biggest game in their high school lives with enjoying the moment and enjoying the ride and enjoying this week? And that's probably been, honestly, the number one, the toughest thing that we've tried to work through, um, allowing these girls to have that fun. Like today, we went to, we had four pep sessions today. We went to each elementary, three of them, had one at high school. I had just had a blast with those. The community has come around us really, really well. Um, but, okay, we had practice from 3.30 to 5.15. Now we're business. we got to get at it. Uh, tomorrow, a little bit of a practice. We're going to go to shoot around at Gamebridge, and that's, kind of, you know, business-like, but yet, hey, we're going to have a little bit of fun. Um, I, and I honestly, I'm just really hoping that our maturity, um, the you know, the kids that have been here a lot, you know, four seniors that we know it's going to be their last game on Saturday, but they want to finish this thing up, this, finish this up right. And, and I just believe uh, so strongly in them and, what, and just how they are that, um, that they're going to find a way to do that. Win or lose, no better way to end your prep career than playing at Gamebridge Fieldhouse for sure. Coach, I appreciate the time. I know you're a busy guy, so thanks for the for the 10 minutes or so. I know it's probably been a whirlwind. We'll continue to be through Saturday, but good luck heading down to Indy, and uh, let's capture a state championship. All right, buddy? Appreciate it. Thanks for your coverage.
That was Brody Garber, head coach of the Fairfield Falcons. His team heading down to Fairfield's first ever appearance in the state championship game on the girls basketball side and in any team sport looking to win their first state championship ever uh, amongst the team sport. So good luck to the Fairfield Falcons heading down to Banker's Life. Or excuse me, Gamebridge. I'm going to get it right. Uh Podcasts by Federated Media.